the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. That means it's the date day edition. Paul, I don't know about you, but I think it's cruel that it's so cold on date day. I I don't know what, you know, but for me, all I could think of was snuggle time, baby, snuggle time. (laughs) It's cold, but you can fix it. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Date Day Show, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. And if you are in the streets on this cold Thursday, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and everything else will be hands-free. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the program again. Thank you so much. Other than it being freezing cold, what's up? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm trying not to focus on that. Um, So what's up is... I'm doing that by staying inside by my space heater. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you got one in the office here, and you got one in your in the TV room at home. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't turn it on because you know I didn't want to burn the house down. But uh, <laughs> as soon as we get there, baby, I'll get it on. Thank I'll, you. I'll turn it on for I'm you. I'm the wimpiest cold weather person I think ever born. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's warming up around here at at Calvary Chapel San Antonio, and in the hearts of many of our ladies because. It is women's retreat, preparation, praying, getting skits ready, decoration thoughts going and all that kind of stuff ready. And what is the Lord going to do on this date with Jesus? Mm-hmm. See, What are your retreat dates this year, Paula? Yeah, uh, March 3rd through the 5th, Thursday. Um, registration starts around 3, maybe 4. Um, what is it? You already say, is it 3 or is it 4? Yeah. <laughs> I think when somebody says cook it for three to four hours, okay, which is it? I need to know. You need to know, yeah. Because <laughs> um, at one of the locations, it's three o'clock, and the other one, it's four. Right now, I'm thinking it's it's four, but I'm not 100%. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, but if so, they show up in the late in the afternoon, they'll get in. Yeah, they'll be there. They'll, and it's a nice place, and by March, it should be decent weather. So if you have to kind of hang around for an hour, it's all right. You'll be all right. Now, at my age, you never want to wish your life away. Yeah. But I wish it was March already. The weather would be way better, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Because so, we're like, February's coming, but it won't be like last year. We don't have to worry about that. Anyway, so March 3rd through 5th at Camp Buckner. Um, and um, re- registration has begun here at the church, but it's not online yet. Um, but it should be shortly. But if you really want to you know, hurry up and register. You can call the church at 210-658-8337 and ask for Annette or Vanessa, Patricia, somebody else. Get their information to me, and I'll I'll put your name down. So anyway, so, yep, we're in, we're in full swing now. 
So. And, and people in the radio ministry are invited to come? Oh, yes. Every lady, we usually, the, the, um, we kind of have a, a stipulation. We let senior girls, senior high school girls come. Um, to however old they can to, make it. If you're still breathing <laughs> and you can get there, get there. Yeah, yeah. And so please come. Our, our, our retreat theme this year is Occupy, you know, as the time draws nearer for Jesus to come back. Um, sitting around, you know, not doing anything with the gifts that he's given us. We're kind of wasting time, you know, and so... You know, I was just thinking the Lord says, you know, set an example for the believers and other people who are watching our lives in speech, life, faith, love, and purity. And so occupy, we could occupy in all five of those areas. And uh, the Lord will be well pleased because he's always watching us, but um, people will be watching us, you know, in in speech. What's my speech sound like? Does it sound like Jesus or does it sound like the devil. I mean, the devil is the father of all lies. Am I a truth teller or am I an exaggerator? Um, exaggeration is like, you know, my speech. What's it sounding like? Is it is it gentle? I mean, Jesus was firm, yet it was full of love. You know, I can be firm, but is it really full of love or I'm just giving my opinion or telling you how it's supposed to be, you know, kind of a thing. And so is my speech like Jesus or is it just like me before I became a Christian? I was going to say like the world, but that's... Like the world or, yeah, like like me before a Christian. I don't want to put it off on anybody else. It's nobody else's fault because I know the Lord now. He says, I'm meek and humble in heart, you know, and and we pray, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, not in the world site, like every other word is the F-bomb. Some people just, they talk like that. And some of them don't even recognize it. It's like breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's what's a Christian speech like? What's my life really looking like? Do I look like I'm following Jesus? Paula, take a minute and explain to the ladies in the radio audience um, what they might encounter at, 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 at the retreat. Um, m- maybe they're a little nervous because they wouldn't know anybody. Um, maybe they don't know what to expect at a retreat. Why don't mm-hmm. you just give them mm-hmm. a picture? Mm-hmm. Um, and before I even paint the picture, let me say this. <clears throat> there have been so many ladies over the years who just refuse because, you know, I don't know anybody. I'm shy. It's just going to be small talk. Um, you know, I, I don't make friends easily. I don't sleep well up, up out of my own bed or, you know, whatever. So all those reasons slash excuses to keep from getting away and, you know, really spending some time with Jesus because I remember my very first pastor's wife's conference I went to, I was scared to death because I was going to be around all those holy women. <laughs> and they're going to find out I'm not holy. I'm just ghetto you know kind of and so anyway so once a person gets over those humps and some of them are big humps you know granted um they have come back to me and said do we only have one retreat a year because they're so excited because they've stepped out in faith and jesus met them you know that's one of the studies you did the other day step out and let jesus touch you And so Jesus has his hand stretched out to each one of us. And I was one of those who didn't want to go. You had to make me go the first first two years we were here. I'm pastor's wife. And you're like, Paula, the people are at the door waiting. They're coming to pick you up. I'm like, so? I got the guest speaker. They know what to do over there. They don't need me there. And you had to make me go. So I totally get it that, you know, we're we're kind of nervous and shy and about going. But... Once you get there. Comfort zones are not our friend. No, they're not our friend. And we miss out on a whole lot of stuff that we just, you know, if we always say no, we never get the experience. Um, And Jesus has his hand reached out saying, come away with me, baby. Come away. Get away from all the noise and all the stuff and come away with me. And you're going to meet a whole lot of other ladies who are just like you. A little nervous. The Lord says that um, 
we will find comfort to comfort others with the same, you know, comfort we've received. And so there's going to be a whole lot of other ladies there who will say stuff like, Ooh, I, I was not going to come up here. I, when I, the first time I came up here, I was so nervous. I came by myself because if anything happened, I could get back in my car and go right home. And, you know, every once in a while that does happen. But um, if you get there, I mean, the, just the atmosphere, it's, it's quiet. Um, it's fun. Um, you're going to be around a lot of ladies who will share their testimonies. You know, we'll get to know each other. Um, you don't have to be afraid of sharing yourself. That's the other really awesome thing about our church here too, with the with the sweet summer devotions. People open up their hearts, bare their souls, um, and so you should tell me, Paula, just be yourself. Now, I'm going to tell these ladies. <laughs> I didn't know who that was, and the part that I did know, I didn't like her. And so to be myself, I was, like, very frustrated with that. And so I, I felt that frustration more than a few times. Yes, <laughs> I know you did. I repented over the years, right? Did I repent the last time? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, but you, <sighs> Pastor Ron says this all the time, and sometimes it's, it kind of hits you hard, but... It's time to get over yourself. It, it really is because Jesus has a lot more for you, for you, and he has a lot more for you to do and to give out to other people. And if you're always just looking out for yourself and I'm not going to expose myself, um, then Jesus is kind of like, you keep putting your hand over your heart and your mind, baby, and I can't pour more of me in there. And so you will find um, a place of refuge, a place of, you can have some solitude. You don't have to cook or clean up. That's my favorite thing, too. <laughs> um, but you're going to find um, that you're precious in the sight of the Lord, and I, I pray that he will convince you of that. You, you said one thing that confused me. What's that? You said that doesn't surprise me. But no, what was you, it this you, time? You said <laughs> that the ladies can expect the retreat will be quiet mm -hmm. and fun. Yep. Now I know all of our ladies, mm -hmm. and quiet is not the word that comes to mind. Yes, but, fun does. Yes, but maybe peaceful. No, and there's quiet because we do have, we have quiet, quiet time. time, and I very much stress that because a lot of people are busy people. They're busy bodies, and they're just busy people. Where the where Jesus has to say, Martha, Martha, you need to sit down and be still. That just thinking out loud, mm -hmm. that would be a wonderful retreat theme one year. We've had that before. Martha, Martha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it good then? It was really good. Okay, so yeah. I was right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Martha, Martha, you're worried about a lot of things, <clears throat> but one thing is needful. You need to sit at the feet of Jesus because He wants to. Um, encourage us, comfort us, strengthen us, um, redirect us a lot of times. Some people who get to the retreat come because they know they're lacking something. And in those cases, Jesus wants to say, will you marry me? Will you be my bride? Will you come and be a part of my family? You must be born again. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and so, yeah. It, but it's lots of fun. There's even what we call used to be called party room but that didn't that's a bad connotation so it's called fellowship room now <laughs> and, you know party room where, where people would talk like yeah and, and they drink coffee i don't know how people can coffee. drink coffee after like <clears throat> six o'clock in the evening and then go to bed so i might have a point because they don't seem to really want to go to bed <laughs> you know what you guys don't have you missing out on let me see what you don't have the 10 o'clock friday night brisket <laughs> <laughs> I think they have everything else but yeah. brisket. If, if we don't know, we don't want a barbecue. We don't want to cook. Well, we'll send somebody up there to bar to do the brisket. That'll be fine. <laughs> we that, would our men have been too. doing that for a long time. Yeah. And I take the smallest piece because I can't eat that late and sleep. Yeah. But believe me, the rest of the guys have no problem. Yeah. Yeah. These girls have cookies and candy and chips and salsa and you know. They just got snacks all <laughs> night 
long. And it's it's just a really, really great time. Um, we will have some games, you know. We'll have some exercise stuff. And, but it's mostly, it's mostly sitting around listening to the teaching. And then we have reflection time after every study to, to kind of cement what um, was spoken to us. Like, what were the scriptures that really spoke to you? Um, how do you think you can implement these things in your life? Um, we have, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially after the quiet time over the many years, um, women who are calling their family members and saying, please forgive me yeah. and, and, and pray for me that I will be a different person. And you have some exercise classes and those. We have of, some yeah. Zumba. Oh yeah, that's my that's my jam right there. I do some Zumba. <laughs> I need to get I need to get a little bit better in shape this year because I haven't been exercising nearly as much as I used to. But I'm gonna make the Zumba class, and then we just have a what's it called a a boot camp. I don't know if we're gonna have that or not yet, so we'll see. Okay. If you have any questions or comments for Paula about anything, she's gonna. Change subjects here, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Mm-hmm. Paula, what's on your heart? You know what? One more thing, too, Pastor Ron. Um, the other night we sang a song uh, called, um, well, the lyric is, I Ran Out of That Grave. Oh, I love that grave. That, mm-hmm. song. that song, that's really a good one. He called my, he called name, my name, and I ran out of that And grave. that just happened perfect the message that I was given. Yes, it was. And yeah. you know, that those four songs, we were supposed to sing last Sunday, but several of us were not available, and so they delayed it. That was absolutely perfect for this past Sunday's. And so um, that's another thing about the women's retreat, too. The Lord is calling the names of the ladies even now, and he will encourage you to run out of the pain of your life, no longer rehearsing the, that, that sad story over and over again. Yeah, we've had, we have all sad stories, but he's saying, I've called your name, and I want you to run out of that because as Christians, too many of us, though we're saved and going to heaven, we look like that's not a good thing. And so he wants us to hear him call our name and run out of the grave, leaving it. That's, leaving that's it such a great life. picture. Yeah. That, that, you know, I'm not all that much into music like so many of you are, but but that song is just such a celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as I said, it worked perfect for the message. Yeah. That was, and you got your devotion speakers lined up. And I surely do. I can't, I can't wait. And they never tell me what they're going to talk about. You know, I'm always surprised. I'm always pleasantly surprised, I should say. And so, yeah. Um, so I was talking to our sons, Pastor Ron, because <laughs> as you know, this past Wednesday and Friday and Saturday, I wasn't feeling so good, so I wasn't able to be at church. But I'm so thankful you got me a TV in my room, in my office at home. <laughs> I know how to turn it on. <laughs> I don't know how to do the other one, really. And I, and, and I was able to get to the website, and I was pushing all the right buttons. How do I look on the big screen? You look just as good in the big screen <laughs> as you do up close. No problem. Um, but in the first Kings 2, 1 through 12, I probably, I cried. You know, that was when you're talking about Jesus, behold the man in the scripture that David, as he's dying, talking to his son, Saint Solomon, saying, be a man. Be yeah. a man. Yeah, this was, uh, was it first Kings or second Kings? First Kings 2. 2. First Kings 2. 1 through 12. Is where you were. Okay. And um, I'm going to use this probably at the retreat, too, <laughs> where you said, Our time on earth is short. Make the most of every opportunity that we have finished better, leaving a greater legacy, preparing the next generation. Again, it's not all about us as far as um, do for me, do for me, do for me. No, no, no. Lord, let me be more like you so that I can leave a legacy 
behind me because, you know, like David, you said, we all uh, lose our strength and we all move on. But the call of God has to continue. The work of God will continue. And it will whether we say yes or no. But don't you want to be a part of it? You know, and so um, I want to leave a greater legacy preparing the next generation. I want where, when Jesus says, but will he find faith on the earth? I want him to find faith on the earth in me. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, um, let me put my hands down again and my heart open. Pastor Ron, you really encouraged me this week because you asked me, I told you this earlier today, you asked me to read Second Kings chapter 4. And, and you know, I should read it like 10 times. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think I read it because, you know, it takes me a little bit to kind of get it. So I, I think I read it more like 15. And it was so exhilarating reading just that that much. Even though I have some other things I need to be reading and doing, God will give me what I need because in that, that's what he's talking about. Um, the lady's got empty jars and, and she needs money to be taken care of her and her and her sons and the lord said just bring me the empty jars and so many of us feel like we're the empty jars and we are we're crackpots um but the holy spirit the holy spirit comes along and can fill us up and man we are valuable then because not of the empty pot but of the valuable treasure that he puts in us you know not only were they to, to get empty jars remember they were to go out and get empty jars borrow them from everyone they can yeah go out and get all the empty jars you can yeah. and and they got empty jars until there were were uh, no more jars yeah. in the in the in the vicinity in the city, yeah okay. and um um and then god provided for those empty jars yeah it, it, you were talking about our sons yes talking about our sons um because behold be like the man and so i sent them that study because you were talking about how to be a man, what a real man is. And um, it's one who puts God first. It's not about our, our dreams, our careers, our, our, our thoughts. Oh, you were funny. You said, a, a man isn't one who is a good handshaker. <laughs> first, you started with that. Not just a guy who, like, look me in the eye, give me that firm grip, you yeah. know. And, and you told a story about uh, about the little man where this big guy at your work pulled the smaller guy to him like, I'm the one in control here. <laughs> it was a control handshake. Yeah. And I prepared one of my my managers at the time yeah. to meet him. I said, no. And now, now the guy who did the control handshake was, you know, 135 pounds soaking wet. Mm-hmm. And one of my managers used to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, he looks like rock bottom on the old <laughs> yeah, I remember his cartoon. And a head is big, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I told him, I said, look, I'm going to introduce you to, to Larry. That was the guy's name. And I said, you know, he's going to try to control you and to grab your hand very firmly and mm-hmm. to try to pull you off balance a little bit. That's mm-hmm. just one of the things that he does. And so he was ready for it. And when uh, the, the, that guy said, Hi, I'm Larry, and he gave his last name mm-hmm. and grabbed his hand, uh-huh. and he tried to pull him. Uh-huh. Well, my guy was ready, and he looked at him. He said, "Not this time, little man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only Jesus is in control, really. <clears throat> and then you said, uh, "A man isn't one who just refuses to show his emotions, and a real man is not a, a man who just looks out for number one himself." And so I thought that was really cool. And then you you you, ex- you exhorted the men not to pass on the errors of the past. I just hope that that little man maybe learned his lesson in not trying to control people and became a meek and humble guy. That should have been humiliating that day, and he become a meek and humble guy. But you went on to say, and this is kind of a weird thing, because you said men are afraid to show fear or meekness. And so that's what that guy was afraid of. If if he did if he wasn't like trying to control everybody, then he was the one who was gonna be controlled. Don't we think that like that? Yeah, that's we do. Yeah. So anyway, go on to say that, you know, observe what God requires. He requires that 
we be men of the word. You be men of the word. I, I was when I was at home. I was like, wow. I'm kind of glad I'm at home because I was crying a lot, and you would have looked down and wondered why is she crying. You know, <laughs> you might have been a little distracted by me, but it was such a good description of what a real man is and what a real man isn't. And I just thought, ooh, this was very humble. Um, they walk with God. Just imagine that David saying goodbye to his son, and he's saying, "Now show yourself a man." And, and David knew what being a man, a man after God's own heart, but also a man after his own flesh was all about. Yeah. And he was saying, now you go and show yourself a man. Mm-hmm. And you've got responsibility now. Other people are looking to you. So show yourself a man. Yeah. And um, in, in our culture, we think that means being tough and unyielding and, and committed to whatever course we take, not mm-hmm. admitting that we make errors or, mm-hmm. or mistakes. Um when, when really being a man is all we have to do is study the life of Jesus and we see what a man is really like. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll come back to that on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We'd love your calls. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program. It's Thursday. You know that means it's a date day edition and Paula is live in studio. 340-9585 for any calls, comments, or questions. Paula? It's all yours. It's still on me, right? It's okay. Yours. So, um, just still going back to what real man is. You know, a real godly man is what a real man is. Um, they walk with God, and that was so sweet because the Lord helped you be able to work in just be with Jesus <laughs> <laughs> daily. They're not independent, and in that the real strength comes from Him. They are quick to say. I'm sorry. Quick to confess his sin, not only to God and then to those he's offended. Yeah, let me interrupt here for a minute, Paula. I'm sorry are almost like magic words. Yeah, they are. Not I'm sorry, but. There's only two magic words. Yeah. I'm sorry, not I'm sorry, but. Yeah. Or I'm sorry if. uh, I'm sorry. Um, and I think for men, and this works for women as well, but, but if we're going to be like Jesus, we've got to be able to say, um, look, look what I did was wrong. I'm sorry. No excuses, no qualifiers, not, well, if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. No, just, I'm sorry. I was a jerk. And, and those two words, Paula, solve more problems in marriages, especially, but, but in every phase of our life, if we just be humble enough to use those two words. And mm-hmm. for some reason, we men especially, it's not exclusive to men, no. but especially we men take that as a sign of weakness or failure. Our pride just won't let us say, I, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. It works. It works. And yeah, both ways. I've had to say, I don't know. I'm sorry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I like conviction. So... I, I'm, I'm glad. It just kind of makes me know that Jesus is still on the throne going, Paula, Paula, Paula. You know better. Don't do that. Go say you're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm still a jerk yet. Um, but a, a real man is demonstrated by Jesus. Gentle, kind, loving, a servant, not self-seeking. And so um, that these are just, ooh, I still have some more underlying, lining. <laughs> Because, you know, when I... We've only got about 26 minutes. Yeah, but this was so good, Pastor Ron. I got another one I wanted to kind of talk about, too. So, um, But, yeah, for a godly man to seek the will of God in all things. You know, it's not like, well, this is what I have planned. But, Lord, what do you have on your agenda? You know, that's, that's, that's a real man. Um, and so today, because 
I'm feeling better. And I had meant to send the, the, our sons this message that night, but it wasn't already on, you know. And so because I'm getting older, two days have gone by I, <laughs> before I remember. <laughs> and it's probably because Ronnie, our older son, texted me just to say, hi, parents, love you. And so, you know, of course, I'm, love you too, babe, how's it going? Mm-hmm, okay, kind of a thing. And so I sent him this message that I'm talking about. And I said, you know, I was at home not feeling so good when Dad did this. I said, it really touched me. You must listen to it. He says, I'm on it. And I said, well, let me know what you think. You know, you pray for your kids all the time. And this is the one who saved. And uh, But you've been praying. We've been praying. Lord, heart and soul. Heart and soul. And holding nothing back. Holding nothing back. Well, at 4 o'clock today, he texted me right before this show went on because I asked him, so let me know what you think. And this is what he said. I think that I need to expose my family more to Jesus. And I said, yes, sir, you won't regret it at all. And so... Um, thank you, Pastor Ron, for doing this message <laughs> because um, it was very encouraging and comforting to me at home while I was sick. Um, but I was kind of glad that I wasn't here because I was, you know, I would have been a distraction to you and probably other people in church. Why is Mama Paula crying? She's just so thankful. And I would have just been like, oh, I want my boys to hear this. I want them to hear their dad talk about what a real man is, a godly man. They know, they've seen the difference, but they lived more with the old Ron than they've lived with the new Ron up close and personal every day. And so this was such a uh, a great study, the, the, the real new Ron. Uh, and I really wanted them to experience that, so... Um, Ronnie says, I think that I need to expose my family more to Jesus. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, That's what I've been able to benefit from all of these years because it was shortly after you got saved that you went away to Bible college and the boys were already gone, you know, um, and then we moved here. And so they haven't been able to benefit like me the, every single day watching the new the new man. And so I hope they keep it. That's and, especially and, key for Ronnie because um, his kids are um, 19 and 17, almost 17 now. And one of them's in college and the other one is going to be a senior in high school next year. Yeah. And um, exposing them more to Jesus. Good thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the kind, loving, quick to say I'm sorry, um, gentle, meek man, uh, a servant, not self-seeking. Yeah, that's I, I'm just thank you for that. That was a really good present. Um, and then you said a, a, a godly man um, learns how to treat his friends, and he surrounds himself with godly men loyal and true to, and loyal and true back to them, and that men of God keep their promises, you know. Men of God keep their promises, and you call. Every once in a while, you'll talk about <clears throat> the, the divorce rate in, a, in, a, in the world is sadly the same in the Christian church. That shouldn't be. You know, you, you love your the Lord says, love the wife of your youth. Don't keep shopping and hopping around. Um, and so, men of God keep their promises. Um, there's sometimes when, you know, I'm, I'm counseling a lady, and she'll talk about how her husband is not very nice to their children. And I just want to say, why did you guys have kids in the first place? <laughs> you know? God's going to hold us all responsible for the people he allowed in our lives. And uh, so we just pray for 
those men yeah. to be our spouses and our kids are gifts that God has entrusted to us. Yeah. And they're not here for our benefit. God's put us here for their benefit and then we get blessed by the Lord. Yeah. But you're yeah. right, Paul. It is right. But see when I grew up it wasn't that way. I was the garage door opener, <laughs> the dishwasher, the channel changer, um yeah, the housekeeper. It was like I was born to work. I wasn't born to say, wow, I'm glad you're here. And for those of you who are young in our audience, that was when there was no remote control TVs or no garage doors that you pushed a button and they went up on their own selves, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I was like, wow, do you even know my my first name? (laughs) Why am I here? So anyway... um, but I love the fact that when David was a great repenter, a great repenter, that's a godly man. Um, even though he messed up a lot, he was willing to accept personal responsibility. You know, yeah, I have messed up bad. I love that. When you sat down with our boys after you got saved and you said, boys, everything I taught you was wrong, has been wrong. And when I find out What's right, I'll let you know. The looks on their faces was like, what? What? What, Dad? What did you say? <laughs> yeah, I, I had just <laughs> turned 40 years old when uh, when I got saved. I mean, I got saved just before I was 40, and then um, it took me a little while to figure a few things out, but, but the, the easiest thing to figure out was that I was wrong. Just everything was turned upside down from my perspective or the world's perspective. And I remember that family meeting and just saying, uh, I can't explain what's happening in my life, but everything that I've ever taught you has been wrong, relative to motive, relative to, 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 to how to do things. Everything is wrong. And because I'm just new with this Jesus thing, I, I don't know yet what's right, but I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to do that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Not everybody wants to listen, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think it's important that, I mean, humility is one of the signs that you know you've met Jesus. You can't stand in the presence of the Lord and be proud. Mm-hmm. You just can't. That's mm-hmm. that's all flesh. And when you realize what he's done for you, how big he is, how good he is, and how undeserving we are, then the natural response is humility and um, that's just saying you know what I don't have the answers if we'll do that then people will see how real Jesus is yeah yeah I I loved it and then uh, you know like with Ronnie's response you said men it's our godly responsibility to lead our children to Jesus and then be the man your wife looks at you with love and respect. Make your home a place of peace and joy, not be a grumpy old man. Show yourself a man. Chip off the new block. And see, that's what I've been praying for the longest time. You know, our boys, when they were little, they wanted to be like their dad, you know. They wanted to be like their dad, you know. He had all the answers, and you know, as they grew up, he had all the money and the hookups and stuff like that, and, you know. We can get anything we want and, yeah, that kind of stuff. And so um, I've been praying that these men now, they're not boys anymore. It's time for them to grow up and be like the new chip off, the chip off the new block, not the old yeah, one. Yeah, Ronnie, I think, in his next birthday is going to be 49? Yep. In his next birthday, March? March 1st. Yeah, and Terry's 47, just turned 47. Just mm-hmm. So, no, they're not boys anymore, yeah. but... And their kids are all still at home, and so they have great opportunity, you know, to um, really show their their wives and their families a real man of God. And you know both of them, and and Terry not saved, and he's a nice, nice, nice man, but he's not saved. But both of those boys have been blessed by God with wonderful wives, Um, just... God helped them to pick well, mm-hmm. and we need to be grateful. 
And one of the things I'm grateful for is that uh, we didn't do like the rest of the world and when we were going through tough times, and this is on you, Paula, uh, you hung in there with me for those 13 years you were praying for me when I was such a jerk. <laughs> but they never saw their mom and dad just say, okay, we're done with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, both of our boys have been married now a long time. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be still in love with their wives. Yeah, and with their them. wives seem to be in love with them. And we know, you know, we know Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> he's the same one, but he, he's the one that says, I need to let my family see more of Jesus. Um. The other one was uh, that I wanted to talk about is the Mark 3 study. Man, where you just let us all know that Jesus wants us. Mm. He wants us. And you remember my phone number from back in the day, 599. I got it right here in my notes. You didn't have to write it down. <laughs> I know, but I want to make sure that, you know, maybe when I die and the kids get my, my journal or something. <laughs> oh, that was so sweet. Remember when Dad said that? Anyway. But Jesus wants me, and he wants me to get that he wants me, you know, for everybody out there. See Jesus and let him touch you. And the very first thing you said was, don't forget how much he wants you. He's chosen you to be on his team to change the world. You you know, you you say, just Paula, be yourself. And yesterday I was listening to a a song. It's called No Pressure. Because I used to, you know, I used to. Be yourself. And I'll be like, who is that? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be the good Christian. <laughs> I'm a pastor's wife after all. Come on, Paula. Get, get it together, girl. And so, um, but I don't need to be under any pressure. I can really just be myself. I can't believe I'm on the radio. This is how I am. <laughs> and, and it's okay. And I can not that. She's this way at home. Yeah. She's this way where we go places. And I used to think I had to be different. We sat down at breakfast this morning, and there was a lady who was having a hard time because she just had knee surgery, and she had a big brace and crutches mm-hmm. on, and you were just like this to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, you need some help. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like you're doing so good. My husband can get that napkin you just dropped on the ground. She said, no, I could get it. I need that. But anyway, um, but Jesus goes after mits, misfits. That just frees me. <laughs> I, I don't fit. I'm a misfit, uh, but those are the kind he wants. If I thought I had it all together, I might be, you know, not the right kind of person. But I know, <laughs> I know I'm a mess. And so. And, and you're talking about this, the study this past Sunday. Yes, this yeah. past Sunday. I want you from Mark 3. And, uh, uh, yeah, misfit. So those of you out there who, you know, you're a Christian, but you're like, hmm. I don't think I know enough. And mm, do I look like Jesus? <laughs> I'm kind of crazy, but he chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, you know, the weak things to shame the strong. Um, those things that are not, I mean, are not, you know, like this makes no sense that I'm going to heaven, that Jesus would use me. He would help me to pray for 13 years for you to get saved, knowing you're going to be the pastor. He didn't let me in on that right away. <laughs> he kept that kind of hidden because it would have been too much for me to, to grasp, and I you know, probably would have stopped praying. I know, I know it borders on sin to question Jesus' judgment. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's his church. He says, well, I can trust him to Ron. No, you can't. That's Ron the jerk. You can't do that. <laughs> but he had a plan, and he sure puts it into operation. Yeah, and he gets all the glory because <laughs> we know. Yeah. <laughs> We know, um, but when God chooses you, don't question that. Just say, okay, Lord, I know I'm yours. Well, what you going to do with it? You know, what you going to do? And I want to be hands down and heart open. And you were just telling us how the 12 disciples were called to do few things. One was to be with Jesus 24-7. And when you are... He will lavish his love on us because the power comes from our connection to him. You know, the power comes from the connection to him. And like you're saying, even going out and talking to strangers, nobody's a stranger to me. You know, and that's a gift that God has given me. 
you know, and I want to continue to see people with his eyes, and I want to continue being kind of pushed towards those that are, that kind of make me uncomfortable even, I still want them to know that Jesus loves them. And um, even if I I might have a kind of a funny look about it, but he loves them. Um, So the next thing, not just be with Jesus, but go out and preach the word. Be completely committed and submitted to him. Um, and he's He's given each one of us a gift, and he wants us to use it. And so my gift seems to be this personality and um, the fact that I can say some things that you probably wouldn't be able to say. Um, at the same time— I would get punched yeah. for seeing some of the things that you say. Yeah. But but it's just a whole different context. It's a whole different context. You. And then when people question that, then I'll say, well— let me introduce you to my husband because he knows how to explain it better than I just said it. <laughs> and that's true, right? So he's called us to use our gifts to be a minister of this glorious gospel. And we are the sent out ones. Even though we're not apostles, we're sent. And then the last one was to cast out demons. Now, I'm not going for that. Yeah. Let's, let's take a break before sure. we get to demons. Uh-huh. Instead of the demons, let's go to Klaus in New Brunswick. Yeah, that's way better. <laughs> Klaus, thank you, Klaus. Thank you for calling. You're on the air. Yes, sir. I was so amazed the other day that I saw, uh, uh, they call him Slick Rick Warren, lavishing praise on the Pope. Uh, he couldn't say this enough wonderful yeah. things about the yeah. Catholic Church and the Pope. Mm, could, yeah. could you tell me why that. you follow this man? Why do you endorse Mr. Yeah. Warren? Thank, He's a fool for cheap No, okay. Claus, thanks. Thank you for calling, yeah. I guess. You know, um, this guy keeps changing his, his number. Um um, I, I wonder, um, Paula, people like this, um, h- how they claim to know Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know Rick Warren a little bit personally. Uh, we're not buddies, mm-hmm. but I know him a little bit. I know he loves Jesus. I disagree with a whole bunch of things in, in the way he does ministry. Um, but you know what? When Rick Warren gets to heaven, God is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. And like the rest of us, he's going to have some things that he didn't do exactly the way Jesus told him to do it, but he's going to do it. Now, r- r- heaping praise and claws, no offense, but um, you've you've proven yourself not to be credible. So I wouldn't take your word about something Rick said. Um, uh, I know that Rick has always reached out to those who claim the name of Christ. Um, and uh, I disagree with that. I mean, I, I, I certainly want to be reaching out to the people that are, are believers. And we know that there are Christians, real born-again believers in the Catholic Church. Not a lot, but there are some. And, and I want to be a man of, of, uh, who, can, who can bring peace and reconciliation. Um, Rick feels like he needs to do that. But there's nothing aberrant about his doctrine um, is he right about everything? No. Uh, he doesn't do things the way I would do them. But you know what? I know Rick. I said that. He's never once called me and said, what do you think if I should do about this? So he's accountable to God. Mm-hmm. Who are we to judge another man's servant? And Claus, you are really, really in danger of your heart getting so hard, so hard that God can't penetrate. You need to repent and you need to do it right away. And um, what would possess somebody to pick up a phone, uh, especially in the context of conversations like we're having today, and want to blast somebody that he doesn't even know and somebody he wouldn't have the courage to say those things to if it was face-to-face? Rick Warren has served the Lord faithfully for 40 years at Saddleback Church. Um, Again, there's a lot of things that I would do differently. But um, cause whatever your name really is, you need to repent. Paula, we've got three minutes. You're inside three minutes now. So why don't you bring us back to another plane? Mm -hmm. The other, the last one was cast out demons. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, we don't really cast out demons, but we will encounter people who oppose us and oppose the message. And when we encounter hostility, um, Jesus has us and no weapon formed against us will prevail.
And if you are truly a born-again Christian, the Lord is faithful to continue the work and complete it. Um, I, I'm so thankful that when we get to heaven, the Lord is looking for those things that we did with the right motive. Um, he's not looking to smash us. Yeah. I'm just really thankful for that. Well, Paul, now just a little bit more than two minutes. Um, let, let, me, let me ask the audience to really just sort of chew on this. Uh, the study last Sunday began with Jesus calling to himself those he wanted. Yeah. And that's such a staggering thought. It's Peter's account of the gospel, Mark's gospel is. And he's the only one that mentions this, that Jesus called to himself those he wanted. And what that means for us 2,000 years later, Paula, is that everyone who's been called by the Lord, it wasn't a mistake, it wasn't an error in judgment. Jesus called to himself those he wanted. And he has a calling, a designation. He has gifts for each and every one of us. And I think we really need to focus on that. Um, so often we live our lives uh, that, that appear not to be grateful to God. Uh, we can say, no, I'm grateful. But, but, you know, when we're grumbling and complaining and pointing fingers at things, yeah. um, we need to remember that he called me to himself because he wanted me. I didn't even want me mm. when he called me. Mm. But he wanted me. And we need to really think about that and let that just sort of ruminate um, because it'll change your life. Yeah. Well, Paula, we're now inside a minute, so you have anything you want to say as well? Yeah. One of my friends told me just this week that start thanking Jesus. Start thanking God the Father. We cannot thank him enough. And when we are thankful, it changes our heart, our mind, our everything, our perspective. So be thankful. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the Date Day edition of the program. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. Have a great evening. We'll see you then. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4 and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.